we're back. We're back. We're, we're back. Don't don't call it a comeback. Oh, Kuja, I've been here for years. I wonder how many people know that song. Uh, enough. I hope. Enough. I hope. I saw this video the other day where like this mom had all her kids and whatever lined up, and she's asking them like, uh, "What's a beeper? What's a pager? What's a CRM?" You know, just to see what the younger generation knows. And it was horribly hilarious. But I was like, "Damn, I'm old." <laughs> uh, I I say there's like a there's a breaking point, uh, and I, I think millennials get divided up into two groups: those who remember that when you had to write down people's phone numbers, yes, and what dial-up internet sounds like, yeah, and those those Mom, who those phone. who only knew about cell phones and and like mm. high speed internet. Okay, yeah. The ones who don't remember, you know, getting that fistful of uh, free AOL CDs at Blockbuster as you rented your movie that you had to rewind also get tagged with that. Uh, rewind that fee. fee? Yeah. That, 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 it's, a whole, it's a whole different. Or, or renting video games where they have someone else's save on it. Yeah. Then you had to clear that out. Those, you know, the, uh, the, the, true, the true original lemon heads that were so sour that you had more than two would leave like that. That acid burn mark on your tongue, you know. It, yeah, like I, let's go back. Like when, what? There's this new trend. It's like age yourself without aging yourself. Like when I was growing up, I could get candy cigarettes that you could blow, and it looked like smoke. <laughs> like that's that's how old I am. Uh, do they even make the gun cap things? Anymore? I don't think they do anymore. You, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they, I doubt no. I, this this new age of uh, kids and whatever behind us, like they soft apparently there's a new trend of uh of generation z or whatever like where they're using old digital cameras to take uh to take like like blurry photos or whatever i like that retro feel that's not retro that's just how it was like like oh yeah cool like remember the first digital cameras that used floppy disks yeah yeah i remember Those putting your whole your whole world on a floppy. You thought that 50 meg disc with a little slider player on. What are you talking about? This 14, 1.4. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 1.4. Well, we have 1.4. Yeah, because it's 15 kilobyte. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you thought, of so much space. I, I can put everything on here. But uh, you remember zip drives? I do remember zip drives. Remember I still have a zip reader. The first zip drive that uh, our family got that was like literally 50 megabytes. Mm. And I that's so much room. Well, like, was it Zip Drive or was it the Sony Mini Disc where you would go into a store, a music store, and you would bring your drive so that you could the so Mini could, Disc? Yeah, yeah. So you could buy a new album to put on your yeah, Mini Disc player. I had a Mini Disc player, but um, we technology. it was amazing. I think it was way ahead of its time, but um, we are not Marquez Brownlee, and this is not MKBHD. <laughs> this is this week in barbecue where. We fill you in on the latest, the greatest, the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. I am your host, Rashid Phillips, and joining me, as always, is the bearded wonder, Mr. Brian Hull. Hey, and uh, we're back, guys. We've missed you a lot. I've missed you. Probably haven't missed me, but I read the emails. You guys <laughs> like Brian. No, 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 no. They missed you. No. They missed you. No, it's just it's not us. I, I Everybody asking you. questions missed you. <laughs> yeah, we have no questions today, so I don't. Think we we, do, we have much. we have two. Que- we have a, we have one that actually I think will lead to a, a good discussion. I, we we've got a we've got a fair amount of discussions, but one of the first things I want to talk about and say thank you to is uh, our buddy Matt, who uh, sent us a beautiful, ooh, 
speaking my language, Matt, I love when you talk dirty to me. Send us a beautiful bottle. Yeah, Matt of m M&M Barbecue Co. <laughs> we want to, we want to like at least let people know. Well, no, this isn't from Matt of M&M Barbecue. Oh, it's not. No, this is Matt Yoka. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, shout out still to Mike and everybody over at. Uh, yeah, yeah. At so yeah, when you yeah, when you say yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're they're, they're kosher, but no, this is Matt Yoka sent it over to yeah, us. Yeah, we finally we finally got it. He we finally got the he, bottle. He let me know that he sent it, and he's like, I don't know where it is. No, and uh, it, it got here, brother. He, he's been actually, he's been trying to get me a bottle for over a year. Over a year, okay. Yeah, well over a year, and he finally got it. Got this one, uh, and I appreciate it. And it came with a note, Rashid and Brian. Thanks for all of the help and the support. This was supposed to make it to the roost. Sorry for the delay, Matt. And since uh, well, you got a break today, it's New Year, you get a break. Matt provided us with a good idea, bad idea. Thank you, thank you, Matt. Thank you, thank you, Yoka. <laughs> I like this, and it's actually a really good, good idea. It's counter service with the showmanship of a bocce. So if you're not following along, he's saying uh, going to a barbecue joint and the showmanship that you'd get at an abachi place, you get it uh, at a barbecue joint. I think that'd actually be pretty spectacular. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I'd like to see someone do some crazy knife tricks as they're slicing burners or slicing off uh, uh, brisket fats and just like that. That'd be pretty nice. Like hit me, hit me with a piece of fatty from 30 feet at the back of the restaurant while I'm in line. Oh, that like, lets uh, me know uh, you're like a, the burning sample. You just fling it to somebody. Exactly. <laughs> like I want to come through the door and you're just like, boom. I'm like, just catch it. That that's, that's the move for me. That's yeah. We, that would be an hilarious video to try. So, so yeah, Matt is Yoka underscore barbecue on Instagram. Make sure to check him out. Yeah. He's been uh, long before the podcast, long before I was on uh, any television screen. We've been uh, barbecue digital buddies for a long time. So definitely appreciate the support. We are going to do unspeakable things to this bottle. Um, thank you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Turn it real quick. Yeah, I want to see. Oh, that's beautiful. It is. Yeah. Do you want to... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad it missed the roost because I don't think I would have gotten any if it got whoa, to the roost. Whoa, whoa, that's a, that's a rather judgmental statement right there. No, I think... I think You're yeah. right, you're right. Corey probably would have drank it all. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. right. You know, so. that's just how he gets down. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't accusing you. No, no, no. I, I just needed the company you kept up there. Exactly. Not by choice. I mean, dude, there was a... There was some many bearded wonders who would polish off that bottle oh there. definitely uh all all pit masses are high level functioning alcoholics so. <laughs> speaking of do you want a pour out of our nice decanter set that we got i think we got to do the the new bottle you want to do the new bottle we did the decanter set last time right we had no it. we just got it for christmas i think we have to save that for when we're on or like so pretty yeah all right all right all right We'll crack this, open this, Matt's bottle next week. Yeah, because we we don't want to have like multiple open bottles. You know, yeah. we usually finish one off. Right, this guy is. So yeah, this was uh, also gifted to us. Who guys, uh, who supplied that one? Was no name. Was no name. But um, yeah, people do like us. You more than me, as we've established. But it's rather important. Ooh. And uh, and what we're at, what we actually have in here is the remainder. Of what uh, I believe uh, Munchies NY sent us. Okay, I got you. So uh, that's pretty cool. Get that over for you, bud. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Show Producer, come on, Snaggy, a little. Uh, Can't forget Lee. 
Yeah, yeah. Because if you do, he'll hold it against you all year. And uh, the year just started, so I'm trying not to <laughs> have it follow me that long. Now, now we can refill the decanter. Yeah, that works. Gentlemen. Cheers. Salute. Season three. Season three, episode one. Mm. All right. So, let's get into it. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> Around. <laughs> I uh, I jogged up to Charleston for some holidays with the uh, with the family, right and on. then I every year I go out and do a week of work at Goldie's Barbecue because I went and took their class back in the day, like in back in the day, twenty nineteen. Is that back in the day? It's four years now. So yeah, uh, and so they're super super gracious and let me come and work a week and, and learn some new ticks and tr- or tips and tricks and whatever they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, so last year when I went, it was, it happened to be the week that the, uh, freezing storm hit Texas. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got, I got iced into my hotel for like three days. Mm, so fun, this, times. this, this week I got to work. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Man. How was it over there? I mean, it's Texas. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's cool, man. Like, uh, like I got to finally see kind of like a, a full weekend and all the hard work they put in to get where they are now. And it's much deserved. And uh, it was really cool just working alongside them and, you know, messing some stuff up and getting yelled at. No, they didn't, they didn't yell at me. They didn't, they, they're not, they're not that kind of like, no, no it, Gordon Ramsay's of the no, paper. No, no. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, I guess what's like a good takeaway uh, that you had after being there? Cause you were there for a bit. Yeah, I mean, so another friend who I met at Goldie's, uh, Amir, he's Redbird Barbecue. He's mm-hmm. been kind of working there, uh, building up someone he's going to open in Port Natchez later this uh, year. Okay. And so he had his first actual pop-up on January 1st at Nickel City in Fort Worth. So we got to go try his food that he's been working on for a while. Mm-hmm. And so that was really cool. Um, like, I, I like his take on, like, especially... Whenever it's like barbecue, I want to see more inventive sides and new takes. So like instead of serving white bread, he served a roll with like honey butter, oh. like a house made roll with honey butter. Kind of. Yes. Uh, he says it's like somewhat inspired by like Texas Roadhouse. Uh, then he had like a. Only thing they have going for them is the damn bread. Well, no. And, I mean, honey, butter. and, and honey butter. The bread and the I, honey I would rather eat at Texas Roadhouse than Longhorn or. or uh, for steaks? Uh, they, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't co-sign that statement. Uh, over Maybe, Longhorn? Yeah. I've, don't you give me that face. When was the last time you went to Texas Roadhouse? I went to Texas Roadhouse maybe, like, right when they opened the new one off of 20, and I went there, and it was just so bad. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, it was atrocious. Real, literally, the only thing for me was the bread and the butter. Everything, I was like, this is, this oh. is trash. What are the, you guys doing here? The last Texas Roadhouse I went to was like, this is a good, affordable steak. I was going to say, of, like, the, the restaurants in the Echelon? I think Texas Roadhouse. Like, yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Above, above Longhorn, above Outback for me. So we're going to Texas Roadhouse for lunch then. Yeah, let's do it. Let's because do it. I'm not lying to you. Like I, people ask me about it, and I, I bad mouth. Like the the experience I had there was just trash. I was like, what is this? This is we, we, tastes uh, absolutely disgusting. Like, like, why is everyone here? Entry level steakhouse. I think Texas Roadhouse is is the one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I from the experience I had, and, and mind you, if there's I'm pro- like I said, people don't like me anyway, but I'm likely going to get a ripped a new one for this. But I've had better steak at Golden Corral than I had at my first experience at okay. Texas. Okay, all right, we, we like we need to fix that, 
and we'll see. We'll see if we're we're overhyping expeditiously. It. Yeah. Well, anyway, Redbird. So he's doing stuff like he had red beans and rice because like uh, the Port Natchez is like more towards like Texas Cajun country. Yeah. Like kind of outside Houston and Beaumont, like uh, more towards Louisiana. He did a uh, a kale Caesar or no, no, sorry. A Caesar slaw with homemade housemate croutons. Kale Caesar slaw is Leroy and Lewis. So his it tasted like a Caesar salad with the, like house. Like he made his own croutons and stuff, nice. which is really cool. Uh, like his sausage was like a garlicky Cajun sausage. That was really good. Good, like really solid rib, really good brisket. Yeah. It's like for, for a first pop-up, like he knocked it out of the park. Hell yeah, man. So that, that was cool. Um, it was cool to see, like, it was cool to be in a line for barbecue. Hadn't done that in a while. You didn't use your pitmaster card? I'm not, never like not, not, not like when I want to support somebody, I'll never use my pitmaster. I I like to pay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll pay. I just want to. Right. No, I, I like, I like to be like, honestly, like when I'm in Texas, I like to sit in line and I like, that's one of the things you, you stand in, in line and, you, and yeah. you, you talk to people Yeah. like, where have you been? What do you like? That kind of thing. It's more, it's like a more communal aspect. Yeah. I don't even in, in Georgia, I, I skip the line and I go to your mom and I just have her let me tap the, tap my phone and whatever it is. Cause you won't let me pay. So I just, well, or, or you just come around and I just hand you bites in the yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> little, little, uh, little, little walking bites to go. Yeah. No. Uh, you mentioned something you said his first pop-up. Do you remember your first pop-up? Uh, are we talking about like the underground? Are we talking about like the first like pop-up pop-up? Let's go underground. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I advertised it on Instagram and Facebook and said, Shoot me a message. I'll send you the address invite. I remember those. O- only, only like 15 or 16 people showed up, mostly friends. Uh, shout out to Rick Venatulu. Uh, R- Rick Venatolo. I'm, I'm going to mispronounce it. But he was the only one that like out of no one I knew showed up. And he's like, you know, I like this. And then he was from there, like he, he posted about it. And then like the next one that I did had a ton of people that I didn't know show up. Nice. So, but yeah, like it was. It was like I did it at the end of February, or the beginning, no, beginning of March, and it had been in the seventies. It was the the false spring that we talk about in Georgia, yep. and then you get mm-hmm. the third winter, yeah. and it dropped down to like like mid forties. It was raining, <laughs> like it was just everything that could go wrong went wrong. Went wrong, yeah. yeah. But it was cool. Like that was a, I set up in a buddy's driveway. Or you want to? What would you consider my first, like, because you came to what I would consider both my first real pop-ups. Yeah, I came to, I know those were like the real true public face when you're ready, like, all right, let's do this type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I think them both. Um, Both were amazing experiences. Yeah. Uh, I I loved it, hanging out with you, just seeing everything. I was just, I was just happy to be a fly on the wall. (laughs) You were happy to not be working it. I was happy to not be working. <laughs> yeah, because uh, so the first pop up at it like that I did was with it. I collaborated with another uh, barbecue guy, uh, another Brian, Broken Oak Barbecue, and we did three days at. I'm, I'm not going to name the brewery. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah we don't. Um, we don't. We don't put shine on on shit. We yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was the dumbest thing I think I've ever done, is to do it. To go in to do a pop-up and do three day like do a three-day service. I like it took probably did an 80, 85 hour week on top of working my normal job on Monday and Tuesday. 80, 85 hours just for the barbecue part. I remember you were spent 
when I came back and saw you over there uh, gone, I was like, bro, you're exhausted. Like, what are you doing? But you had a crowd. People were loving it. The food was, you know, amazing. I was just like, he's doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I was just excited. I was no, just excited. I appreciate it, dude. Like, I remember the first pop-up that I came and saw you. This was, you were many, many pop-ups into that one at that point, though. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd been around a few times. <laughs> How many years by that time? This was before the show, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, three. Yeah, yeah, you would, you were a seasoned vet. Very. I'd, uh, I, I knew, I'd, uh, I'd gone through making the everything plus the kitchen sink menu i'd gone through the branding mistakes i've gone through the woes of it i i was i was tuned i was finally tuned ready to go like had it i could i knew exactly how many plates of everything was serving out like we had it had it dialed in pretty nicely and Corey was there yeah 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 of course of course Corey's not here now yeah Corey's not here but yeah but but yeah he was there (laughs) r.i.p no Corey is still going happy belated birthday Corey. Yeah, man, it, it was as uh, he's just old, old as old as ever. I'm still waiting for him to grow into that head, but maybe next year, maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, my first my first actual pop up was at Creature Comforts. That's a good place to do a first pop up. It's not bad. You know who was there to help me get the first pop up? Who? That guy. Yeah. So people don't understand. Like when I say like you've got to hustle and grind, I. I cold called at that because back then there were nowhere near as many venues to do pop-ups as there are in Georgia now. Did you, did you start when, hold on. So there's something with Georgia brewery laws. Mm-hmm. Did you I started before the law changed. Before, okay. Okay. So for people that don't know, Georgia breweries could not sell uh, like on tap beer directly to customers. They had nope. to sell a tour ticket where you would get like a three or five sample thing. And they couldn't even sell like cans nope. directly to people. They did the New York Lucy uh, loophole because yeah. in New York, you can't buy a single cigarette. You can do the Lucy loophole, which is you can do an experience where you drop a quarter and like a mechanized whatever, then it spits out one cigarette. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's what it was in Georgia. So I, I was doing pop-ups back then when you can't, you, it was hard to get crowds like that because the law was so, ridiculous gosh i've been at this a while you've been at it a while i've been at it a while and i was even cooking and prepping long before then if I don't, if, correct me if i'm wrong but you made sure that their staff ate first yeah always yeah. oh yeah that, that's that's if i'm at a at a brewery the first tray always goes to staff there was a line and i very clearly just remember they were like oh, about ready to jump it's like nope staff staff he's first yeah uh, I always take care of staff. All, and if you're in the pop-up game, if you're thinking about doing it, you want to set yourself aside and it's just good common decency, feed the staff first. Um, but we actually went to Creature Comfort. I called them. And I was like, hey, I want to feed you guys. Like, how much was the catch? Like, no catch. Can I just come up there and feed you guys lunch? And they were like, okay. We literally loaded up. I think at that time I had like a commercial Oklahoma Joe loaded it into the truck we got there at the ass crack of the dawn i was rolling a smoker i think i did a pulled pork and some chicken some ribs for him some sides and i cooked everything right there on the spot and you just see like employees funneling in and then people who don't work they're like what's that smell what's going on and uh i fed fed the whole staff they loved it and the the owners were just like yeah come to a pop-up you know you know what you know what we need to do then 
If that was your first pop-up, you need to we need to get in co- co- uh, contact with Keecher Comfort <laughs> and do a big thing in the summer. You know, they've been asking me to come back for years, and I only did that pop-up. I only did a pop-up there twice. Right. So, And then it was after that, it's like things just got crazy, and I was getting booked, and I was moving around, doing other stuff. I was at even tied a ton. I was at... I was everywhere. Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, so my first pop up was a UGA home game day. It was busy, and then it got crazy. Back back before the dynasty started. Yeah, (laughs) and like when I say we had lines wrapped forever, at that point, I don't think I could have. I I had somehow managed enough food to feed everyone, but that's when my menu was the kitchen sink. Right. And when I say kitchen sink, I mean I had turkey, wings, uh, uh, chicken on, like chicken thighs, chicken drums, uh, ribs, brisket, mac and cheese, coleslaw, pulled pork. I had the kitchen sink menu, everything on there. And I'd eventually whittled that down to what, you know, by the time you came around and we met, was my uh, Phillips Phillip box that right. had brisket, pulled pork, sausage, mac and cheese, beans. No, the one I came to, you were still doing, you had three separate, like you had like a sandwich, the ribs. Pile up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you had like three different things that you offered. The second one I came to was the Phillips box. Yeah, I love the Pip Master Pile because it's like, I just wanted something that had a little bit of everything in there. Right. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I took the, the gnarly photos. I sent it to Lee. He's like, yeah, that looks good. We printed flyers, all that jazz. Like, I was I was in it, man. That's why I, was, I try to pass on the knowledge because uh, anything that could go wrong went wrong with me. I did it all. I've been through it, you know. But I, I, I love it. I tell you sometimes, like, I miss being on the circuit. Then I'll get on for a little. I'm like, okay, this is why I'm not on as much. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't miss going, like, pulling up, setting up a bunch of tables in a tent and, like, setting up for, like, 45 minutes to an hour before you even start service. I don't I don't miss that. For me, it's like that Zen moment. Like, uh, I'll set up. I don't know if you really, like, I'll, I'll come and I'll usually try to set up alone just so I can relax a little, get out of my head. You know, I've, you know I me, mean? I've got my music on. I'm, I'm bopping around. I sort of like that part of it. That's, that, that's the weird part of it for me. I think because what I know once I start slicing, I tune out. I'm I'm gone. I mean, that's my Zen moment. Is when service starts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That for me, I, I, I I'm I'm I become completely oblivious unless like a little kid comes over and I just it literally snaps. I'm like, oh hey, little person, what's up? You know, <laughs> and uh, get right back to it. But uh, I, I enjoy the pop up. How long did you cook before you did your first pop up? Years. I mean, like like were you like okay, I'm gonna take the next step. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try and do this, like. Was it a year, like year, year and a half of cooking before that first pop-up? No, it was about 10 years. About 10 years. Okay. Like uh, where you were considering doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it started because a buddy of ours, Carl, asked me to cater his wedding, which was my first catering event. It was like 120 people. And I did it over and I have never done it before. Yeah. Um, I remember we went to Costco and stuff like the night the day two days before his wedding, and like I was just prepping everything, going through it all, you know. I the, I set the food out, served it, and I literally went into the back and just, like, hid. I was like, I don't want to know if people don't like it. And then his mom came and found me because, once again, you know, it's kind of hard to hide as a Sasquatch. And uh, she's like, sweetie, this is so good. Everyone wants to thank you. I was like, oh, really? All right, right on. And I just, the wheel slowly started turning. Down. I said, okay, let me just 
let me just keep practicing. Let me learn some more. Let me go back to like the stuff I knew growing up. And I just kept honing it and honing it. And then what it takes sometimes is having someone call you on your shit. And we'd gone out. I think we won't. I'm not going to name the place that we went out to. But we went out and we had barbecue. And as we're leaving, I was like, what did I just pay for? I'm still hungry. And it did not taste good. What was that? I was like, I can do better. And he was just like, you keep saying that. Why don't you just do it? Yeah. Like, well, you're not actually supposed to respond that way. You're supposed to agree with me and just let me let me live in this moment. And uh, I was like, but, uh, he, uh, he said, you know, you keep saying that. Why don't you just do it? I heard, stop being a little punk bitch and, <laughs> exactly. and, and, and step up. And yeah. so uh, we, I, I really went hard for like the next year of practicing. I grabbed a couple more smokers and uh, we went to work. I mean, then there's the other thing is like uh, when you're starting pop-ups and stuff, you also need someone to tell you when your stuff is not on point. Oh, yeah. Like because – Everybody, especially on the like when you're first starting, every like and they're getting free food, everybody's gonna be like, Oh, yeah, this is the best ever. They're not gonna tell you, like, they're not gonna give you actual criticism. So, I remember, like, I think it was the second or third underground thing that I did where I was just setting up in a friend, like I said, setting up a friend's drive by inviting, um, inviting people over Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, I and, heard about you through Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's how we that's how we connected. Yes, yeah, so, but but like you were like folklore because it, it, you were literally like just a bearded wonder out there. It, 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 it was legit folklore. It was like, hey, she, you got it. There's this guy, and I think it was through Ted. Well, I was I was about to I was about to bring up Ted because he came to Ted. he yeah. came to one of my first ones, and I wasn't happy with the cook that day. Was Ted? Because Ted. Uh, I met Ted through Jack. Shout out to Jack and, yeah. and Mo. I miss you Jack guys. Jack Ryan, which is the, legit, le, le, legit his name, Jack Ryan. Mo, if you're listening, Jack, if you're listening, Ted, if you're listening, Jack and Ted, I need you guys to tell Mo I need some chocolate chip cookies. I will, I, I will honor our deal. I'll get her a slab of ribs. Um, but I was with Ted at a um, golf resort. And he was telling me about you before I had met you. Yeah. He'd like gone to the pop. He's like, no, I've, there's this guy you're going to, you, you, he's like real on the ground. You got to know how to find him. There's if you, he'll put it out and he's gone by the time you get there, but you'd love his food. I was like, okay, I'm all right. All right. Tell that. I'm a, I started the hunt. <laughs> well, what's funny is like, I wasn't happy with certain aspects that day. And he came up and asked me. And the first thing he asked me is like, what do you think of your food that day? Like, what do you think? And I was like, and then I went through everything I thought was wrong. And he's like, I think that's why, like, I think that's why Ted fucks with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, like, the first thing I, like, said to him is, like, all right, the ribs weren't right this time. They're, uh, I pulled them too early. They're, they have too much bite. Uh, like, the briskets, the, like, this part's good. This part's not. Whatever. Like, I was actually really pissed at myself on that, on that cook that day because uh, I got the worst compliment I've ever got. Like, it, and it made me so mad. So, some guy, uh, one of the guys came up to me and said, you know, and this is like, you will get this if you ever do pop-ups or, mm -hmm. or do whatever in barbecue, you'd be like, so I got a buddy who cooks the best brisket I ever had in his backyard. And like, I have a lot of respect for anybody that cooks a lot of food though. And you're like, Oh yeah, you didn't yeah, like it. You, you didn't think like it was it. that good. Yeah. It was like, uh, like I was, I was no. like inside. I was furious. It's like, I was like, never again. Yeah. Never again. It's like, like if you eat my thing, I do not want to be compared to your buddy in the backyard. No. Nah. That's not the point because yeah. if, if that already exists, I don't need to be doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm redundant. Exactly. Yeah.
can't can't do it. We should we should start a barbecue <laughs> business though called Redundant Barbecue, where it's just sub far poo food. It's just right up there with like Sunnies and Jim and Nicks. <laughs> Did we really call out Jim and Nicks right now? Oh man, don't get me started, bro. Like it's hey, those 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 corn muffins are good though. Oh, I'm so fucking tired. Gosh, <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, they have that they have that Red Lobster cheese biscuit quality, like where you're like, this is why I'm here. <laughs> you, you got, you guys know why I'm here. Don't, 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 don't bring me. You know why I'm here. Let's no, go. so like anytime my sister flies in town, she asks me, can you stop by Jim and Nick's and give me some cheese corn muffins or whatever? Shout out to Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not as good though. Oh, it, it, like the the Red Lobster ones it's are missing close that enough. restaurant grease. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that restaurant aura. Exactly. Um, so bouncing around, you just got back from Texas. Yes. You pop into office. You handed me a couple of things here. We got a couple of things on the table, and I feel like it's only right that we shout these cats out since you're wearing them on your head. Yeah. So yeah, I'm wearing a new Goldie's hat, and then they sent me home with some uh, with some merch and some rubs. Are these for you or did this? No, those are me? those are you. Oh, for me? Oh. Yeah, those are for you. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we've got some uh, Goldie's all-purpose rub and Goldie's uh, brisket rub right here. Beautiful coloring, beautiful specs. Um, do you want to like at least take a smell? Oh, I'd get down. Yeah. I'm gonna do the. Uh, I'm gonna do the AP. Yeah. That's. Uh, cook what, what's funny? What's funny is. They just, that's what they had me season their turkeys with at the restaurant. That was they, it, like, 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 like it's legit what they use. That's every what day. I try to tell people. I was like, what do you use on your brisket? Like it's on my, it's on the store. What yeah. I use on my chicken, my brisket and my pork. It's, it, it's, I didn't take years getting it right just to not use it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I like this texture, man. I'm not going to pick point or break down what's in here because you know that's not that's not for me to say i mean they'll tell you oh that's good and you know what you have oh yeah i can see this being really fire on chicken yeah like poultry period yeah so yeah that's what they use that's what straight up they use on uh basically ribs and and like turkey i love it yeah that's that's good stuff right there guys and oh yeah you know the Table salt, man. <laughs> no, they, they straight up use table salt on their briskets. Really? What do you got in uh, Zavala's? Because this is a... Uh... So, yeah, Zavala's is the brisket rub and then the pork rub. And if you're in Texas, you can actually go buy either of these at your local Walmart, which is crazy. That is. That's big. Getting in a, a, a chain like Walmart, one of the biggest retails. In yeah, the and Goldie's is about to big. launch their, uh, their bottled sauce at Walmart, too. Nice. I dig this, man. And again, that's pretty much what you'll, if you go get a brisket at Zavala's, because they like, they're the kind of, I took the idea of multiple different levels of mesh pepper that comes straight from Zavala's. <laughs> I don't go as super heavy as them. They use a 10 mesh and a 16 or a 16 or 20 mesh. Yeah, I use a 16. And so, yeah, I'm a 12 and a, and a 16. Yeah. Um, and you can, you could see it and we'll, we'll get some. Uh, those That's like some coarse rub. Yeah, this is. You can hear the bark uh, right now. This yeah. is this is. If you can't get bark with this, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and then so high chef sprinkle. Yeah, they they've got three different rubs in there in the store, and Goldie's has two different rubs in in Texas Walmart's. So, 
No, I dig it. I dig it. No, I, uh, I appreciate the uh, the swag bag and a pretty dope hat. We're not giving this away because this is going to be mine. <laughs> but guys, if you're listening and you want us to do something with it, let us know. Drop us a package and we'll uh, shoot it out there. But I'm glad you had a great time out there, man. Yeah, I mean, like, it's always good to, like, when, I I love when people are like, yeah, come learn. Yeah. Just, just come learn. Yeah, I want to do that. I've been itching to like give some shit away yeah to like just let's go buy food like i've i missed the old days where i could just where i would just go out and just do the stuff like when i was still r&d and when i was still prepping and yeah. fine-tuning everything i missed that and i've been really wanting to just do a like drop two grand on meat stay up all day cook and just give stuff away so uh we may end up doing that real soon. May just, uh, may just, may just do that. Um, uh, I will say, don't go to Goldie's and just ask them to learn right now. Like, no, that's, yeah, that's that's not, they they offer a class that you can take. That do that. Don't don't just go up, show up asking. It's like, hey, can I work pits for a little yeah, bit? No, because no, you got to work up. You've got you can mop for a while before you can touch the pit. Yeah. Like that's that. You not everyone can just uh, go. I, and, I, and I think that's the biggest misconception. Like people email us like, hey, can I come work your rigs with you? He's like, no, no, you, no, you can't just come work my rigs with me. I got these bad boys seasoned, fine-tuned, and it only really takes one horrible cook to screw it all up to where I'm back in there scrubbing it down and starting from scratch. So, uh, no, no, you can't. Um, but I guess this is a, a great segue into a darker side of, you know, the news of barbecue. Um sexism in barbecue do you think it exists uh yes that that was the fastest yes i think uh, well, what's funny is there was like an inclusion panel at barbecue and the place they did it with is one of the apparently one of the worst for sexism and stuff at barbecue oh wow yeah okay. yeah yeah okay. um we're, we're not gonna name the spot no we, we can't do that we i mean we could it is our cast after all and uh no one really tells us what to do, but we're trying to keep what little friends we do have. You more than me. Um, what do you? Why do you think that is? It's just preconceived notions. Like, uh, okay, I heard a story while out in Texas. This person worked for a renowned barbecue spot, and they were wrapping and seasoning, like, and finishing turkeys the way they were taught to wrap and season turkeys. And a guy came up to them and was like, oh, why are you doing it that way? I've, ne- I've never seen someone do that. Are you sure you're doing it right? And they're at a they're at a top 50 joint that's known for their turkey. And we're taught by the people that opened the joint. And she just got asked that because she was female. That was it. Yeah. Like, it's like that. Like, it's just, it's like, that may not seem bad, but that's like a, that's like a subtle, that's not, I guess it's not really subtle. Like yeah, that is a form that's, yeah, that's, that's a form of yeah. sexism. Like sexism they would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't ask, like if a guy was doing that, they wouldn't ask that. Yeah. They, they would ask, why are you doing that? Oh, I've never seen it that way. I got to try that. Can you name five female pitmasters? Chuck, uh, Charnacart, Barbecue, um, Smoke Queen. I don't, I don't know her full name. So does that account? Yeah. Well, I'll have a um, Blair. Shout out to Blair. Uh, that's right. Blue Smoke Blair. Yeah, Miss Erica B. Robbie. Shout out to her and congratulations to her. She just bought her twenty plus acre ranch in Texas, uh, and and she just had a recipe on 
on US Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 killing it. So and she, wasn't she on Good Morning America too? She was on Good Morning America. She's on a roll. She she, you know, won barbecue brawl, placed in Memphis in May, uh, was on Good Morning America numerous times, but recently she won a competition there where she won ten thousand dollars for Operation Barbecue. If you guys are not following Operation Barbecue or supporting them, please check them out. Stan Hayes is the man, hundred grand. He's doing amazing things. Always the first feet, ten toes down on site, set up with his team, providing meals for first responders and the communities that need them. Um, but yeah, Erica's doing amazing things. And, you know, it's like, name your top five that are alive, you know, but for female pitmasters, you have Erica, you have uh, Melissa Cookson, you have uh, Miss uh, Sylvie Curry, you know, the lady of Q. There's I mean, so you, many you, women you have there. the one who's going to cook circles around everybody until until she just... Oh, Tootsie? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Tootsie Tomlin. Always top. There's... She's always always gonna go. I, I don't. I don't know if, how if, she does it. Yeah, if you if you think Tootsie Tomlin is not real, go go feel her direct burn pit, like or like her like the burn pit where she's shoveling coals out of. Yeah, that's. I don't know how she's not as dark as me working yeah. on that thing. Like that's a freaking miracle. That's what uh, like, it's ask. like. It's like spinning out five hundred, six hundred degrees. Yeah, like, constantly. It's insane. She should be like. You know, oh, and she has no probes on her pit. Like it's no. all by feel, all all by touch. Yeah, it's crazy. They need to clone her hands. They're probably like the most temp sensitive hands in the industry. Figure out some way to make that happen. Basically, but no, uh, you know, sadly, sexism is uh, the part of our industry that isn't spoken of enough. But it is, and I've seen it on the other side where it goes to like corporate and partnership deals where some of these women are just not getting the attention they deserve, no matter the level of accolades that they achieve. Um, and I have to double check to make sure it hasn't changed, but, um, you know, everyone knows Myron Mixon, the most winningest man in barbecue. Shout out to Myron. You know, I've never had any bad dealings with him. However, other, other people feel that's on you, but I've never had any bad dealings with him. If I'm not mistaken, Melissa Cookston has more wards She's the most winningest person in competition barbecue. in barbecue, not woman, person, period. Um, but that doesn't get shown. Her moniker is known as the most winningest woman. But that's just another level of not giving credit where credit is due. She's she's a hustler. I've had the pleasure of her judging my food. I've kicked it with her at Benora Restaurant. We've hung out at Memphis in May, and I've watched her work ethic. Like she she puts the work in. And a lot of these women do, you know, your Sylvie Kerr's, your Erica Robbie's, you, um, the, uh, Badju barbecue. She's a, she's a beast on it as well. And there's so many, I'm just wondering what is it going to take for, for not the tables to necessarily, necessarily turn, but for things to sort of balance out and, and, and everyone have sort of like a, have an even playing field here. Cause I don't know a ton a female run pitmaster, female pitmaster at barbecue joints. I know a few, but it is far less than like, you know, the, the male counterparts. Well, okay. Um, this is more news too. That goes hey, like, hey, right? yeah. yeah. Good thing we're a newscast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Chuck Charnicart, I, I always feel like I'm going to mispronounce her last name. She was, she was we'll stick with Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. She worked at Zavala's and then for a year, Plus worked at Goldie's and was cooking the briskets that everybody raved about at Goldie's. That was her thing. Nice. And so she's finally opening her concept in Lockhart, her barbecue joint, uh, Barb's BQ. And I'm pretty sure her crew is all or predominantly female, like everybody that works in that restaurant. So I think 
yeah, I don't want to put any pressure on her because she's going to kill it. Um, I think she's going to change the game. Really? I well, think she's going to inspire a lot of people. I like that. I think she's going to inspire a lot of like young girls to be like, oh, I can do that. And I love that. And every, everyone always asks, like, um, you if you've ever been to any one of my pop-ups, you've seen this adorable little face, Kira, uh, usually by my side. That's my littlest, biggest fan. Um, she legit wants to get into this. Her grandfather used to build pits, you know, so it's legitimately in her blood. And I am a, as attentive with her as I am with all the other kids that come by, but I, I, I try to envelop her and follow her to come behind and slice brisket and do things because if I'm lucky, even if I'm partway lucky, 20 years from now, she'll be running her own spot and some little uh, young child will come up to her wanting to do the same thing and she'll be like, hey, yeah, why not? You know, that tall uh, Jamaican oak tree, you know, helped me out as a kid and let me ask the questions and get hands on and maybe she'll pay that for it because I do want to see our culture and our community grow, but I also want to see more women like showcasing these things, not just because uh, there are women there not knocking it, but usually how it goes, it's, you know, the man's doing the meets and then the woman's doing the sides. That's usually how it goes, but uh, why can't they just do it all? They well, can. They can, they are, and hopefully more will. Uh, just say that, you know, there's that whole uh, issue in our in our world with it. I, like, we were talking about this pre-show. There is a mindset to any kind of craft professionalism. Like, the dedication and the resolve and this kind of thing. I, like, I don't know if your brain is broken yeah. or whatever that you'd be willing to do it. Like, it doesn't matter, male, female, whatever sex you are. Uh, it like if you have that drive and you like that allows you to do it like you're just going to do it it doesn't there's no limitations hmm. yeah and you're right you do have there ha there there has to be something a little skewed with you for you to want to do this not have it handed down to you like your your old man and you're, you feel forced but for you to voluntarily wake up and be like hey this is the career path I'm choosing you're not all right in the head. And I can say that because I'm not all right in the head either because there's so many other ways, profitable ways, easier ways to be making a living than what we're doing. But somehow nothing in the world calms us just as much as hearing that fire crackle and pop and just like getting that right pull. Like most people never understand like the feel of satisfaction of seasoning a brand new pit. There's just, there's just something about it. It's just like, oh. I feel I feel achieved. I did that thing. Uh, well, uh, like when it's fired up and after you've already oiled it down. I don't know about the I don't know about the part of like wiping every single inch of. Like, I like it. I'm okay. weird. I absolutely man. When I and I've got a new rig coming soon, and I I'm saving tallow. I'm building up tallow just because I know I'm going to be in there, gloved up, elbow deep, greased head to toe, just going go and do my, my season on there. Cause I season in and out. Right. Yeah. And I go, so a yeah. uh, little fun fact guys, season the exterior of yeah, your pit too. Pre season the exterior thing and, or your weatherproof, pit. uh, and probably do it like what once every year, year and a half too. Yeah. Like a real deep interior and exterior seasoning on top of your regular cleaning. But yeah. Um, I'll never forget when, uh, the guys from, uh, Shirley fab shout out to Ross Tyler and Paul Shirley came by the house to drop off Phoebe. They saw Penny and they're like, she looks brand new. I was like, yeah, because I season the hell out of her every other month. 
you know, I, <laughs> I always wanted to look nice with stained elements and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I saw uh, when I was driving back through Alabama, I saw a from after I passed Tuscaloosa, I saw a Shirley Pitt on a, on a trailer as yeah, I was yeah. driving down the highway. I love it. They make yeah. great stuff, man. They make so. absolutely amazing stuff. Um, we've got a question directed towards you. Well, it's a two parter. Well, you want to do the the long one first? I mean, I feel like the, I don't know how long your answer is going to be for your part, but uh, well, let's, let's do the part one first. All right, let's do it. What is it? All right, so this comes from Tim. Yes. Thank you for the email. And thank you for listening to him. Yeah. So what are the pros and cons of reverse flow versus straight flow smokers? And are there certain proteins that do better on one versus the other? You read it. You lead it. All right. So, and I guess we could throw rotisseries in there too. I Like rotisseries are more of a pro thing. Like you're not going to have a backyard rotisserie really. Yeah, pro, pro, I would say not necessarily pro, but commercial. Yeah, commercial rotisserie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so on it, I'll take the I'll take the op, straight off flip, offset. You take the reverse flow. I've got both, but all right. All right. Well, that's what the, that's what they know me for, and that's what they know you for. I know, I know. Yeah. So with a straight offset, there is a type of heat that you get called convection heat. Um, and so there. are three types of heat in barbecue convection radiant and direct heat so with convection heat it's kind of like a convection oven mm-hmm. where it's this circulating airflow that kind of rolls over the uh, rolls over the meat evenly on both sides on every side and then exits the smoker um convective heat is really good for briskets and pork butts um it's not as good for ribs no, no. Uh, so that's the benefit of something with a reverse flow, though, because not a, you get a different type of heat with reverse flow, too. You do get a different type of heat with reverse flow. And I like a reverse flow because of one for me, space, timing. I started and did a cut my teeth and built the brand on a straight flow. Shout out to Brian Furman of Brian Furman Barbecue. He gifted me my Black Beauty, my 500-gallon pearl, which is a straight flow. And I enjoyed, uh, and I still enjoy, I should say, uh, cooking on pearl. But after I was scaling to a certain level, I had to shift to a reverse flow just because of space and quantity and just timing out. Reverse flows for me really aid in the sense of time management and cook side so i can you once no matter what smoker it is always do your biscuit test always find your hot zones all that jazz but the heat and level of cooking and force you're you it's a little bit more forgiving than than normal like you can do on a reverse you can do on trimmed brisket on there chop chuck it on there and you'll be good balance that out you can literally cook various things at certain points and even more so than you can on a straight flow because on a straight flow your first third is that's a hot zone you're not really barbecuing and um barbecuing if you're getting down to it is just a temperature rating of 250 to 275 280 is uh technically temperature rating of grilling and I think it's 280 to 350 is grilling and then 360 up is roasting. Right. So usually happens on a um, straight flow. That first quarter is dancing between um, roasting and grilling temperatures and then tapers off. And we've 
discussed, that's why you'll see some cats do put your wood blocks there, put your water pans there, put different things there. Uh, reverse flow for me, uh, I've got a lot more wiggle room as far as holding consistent temperature all the way through in certain points. And it's also sort of like, I feel like it's a loader because it's also the design of your reverse flow versus your straight flow, whether you have a one door versus a double door versus a four door will drastically change how everything operates. Your, your straight flow is a single door, two door, two door. Yeah. Yeah. I've my got, first straight flow was a, was a single, single door, door, the smaller one. Yeah. 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 My, um, Pearl is a single door and I always wished it was a double door. Right. Uh, because I'm not losing everything so, so quickly. Um, and it allows me to hold for instant and maybe I'm getting too into the, the nitty gritty of it, of why like your door count is important. But if you've got food cooking on, let's say the right side of your reverse floor, uh, reverse flow smoker, and you've got something like briskets and such down there, you're going to be able to keep the heat and temp on that side while you fix and load your front door and not have to worry about any temp drops really affecting that right side, which doesn't seem like it would make sense because heat is escaping. But because that right side door is right near your firebox area where the heat's coming in, it's going to hold. You're not going to see a dip on that side of it. But, no, no, I hope that helped. I feel like it was a little convoluted, a little congested, but. Well, I, like the one thing that I think we should talk about with like reverse flow is so there's that reverse flow plate. Yeah, you're baffling there. Yeah. And so on that bottom rack, which I think is good for ribs. You yeah. get some convective heat from where the smoke comes back over and the heat runs over, but you're also going to get what they call radiant heat from that plate. Mm -hmm. And ribs respond better to radiant heat. That's why they cook better in a rotisserie. And that's why sometimes like direct heat ribs are, are better. I've got a, a tweak that I tested on Phoebe that I'd love to put into a design. Um, guys over at Eminem, if anyone's listening, what if you were able to have removable deflector plates that went under your shelf? So let's say you've got your base shelf, right? And then you've got your top shelf there, right? Yeah. But what if there was slide plates that you could put underneath your top shelf that would hold that radiant heat? Because that top shelf by design doesn't hold any heat because it has that expanded sheet metal. Right. But if you could sort of preload those plates in, that would hold heat and probably help with cooking, maybe even expedite a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on what you want. Like if you like you're almost like treating it almost like a baking, like a, like a pizza baking stone or whatever. Yeah. Almost like a salad. You, you're, so the reason why I did that, because in Phoebe, I had the firebox inverted so that it would double as a pizza oven. Yeah. And instead of, you know, we, you, we, everyone has a sacrificial plate. Yeah. Instead of having a sacrificial plate, I made mine three quarters of an inch thick and I use it as a sear plate. Right. So if I'm doing like a, when I'm doing steaks and stuff and it's smoking, I'll take out my sacrificial plate, which is three quarters thick, just pull it out just a little and I've got a hard sear surface right then and there. If you could incorporate that into the body of the smoker, I think it could, uh, could be something. Yeah. I mean, I like the convective heat and that's what I'm always going for. Um, so, but I, I can understand why that would work in, in certain use cases. Like, oh yeah. If you were doing a ton of chickens, yeah, and then wanted more rating heat for the chickens because mm -hmm. those respond. Like that's a protein that responds better to like rating or direct heat than than convective. 
especially for like crisping up the skin and stuff. Exactly. And I was just thinking of that because there's so many people who will get, they will get like a, a full blown, almost Santa Maria direct heat grill on top of theirs. And it's running them so much more money, you know, a couple, uh, thousand dollars more to get that built onto their rig i'm like well you could just do a few design tweaks and keep a, a very stealth rig and run but, but, it that way but it's also really cool it is really cool <laughs> like, i'm not gonna lie it is very cool like i mean yeah, th there's there's different things you can do with the santa maria that i don't think you can do even with those plates like mm -hmm. i'd still probably rather cook a steak over the santa maria i get you i get yeah. you um that was a two-parter so once again thanks for the question what's the you, you, you have to ask me this one i think I don't, have a, I don't have a cue. Down. Oh, okay. Well, so Tim also asked that he he assumed I'm a metal fan of music, which is which is correct, hundred percent accurate. So, like, what are some of my favorite metal bands to listen to while smoking? Uh, so we'll throw a link up there, and if you want to dive into it, I will. Uh, Do you have a custom smoke link? I don't have a custom. Blast? I don't have a custom smoke playlist. Playlist. I, I, so I have I have a playlist for the music I would play at my pop-ups, which wasn't metal. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I know people aren't all metal fans, but there is a brewery that I would do pop-ups at called little cottage brewery and they are a metal brewery. And so I made a playlist for them. So um, I think it's like seven or eight hours. Good gosh. Um, and I, I cheated a little bit because like, I think I put one black Sabbath song from like, like their first five albums on there. Like certain certain things like that, um, but I will throw that playlist up there. Okay. So oh, it's eleven hours and five minutes. Jeez. Uh, but like, so is that what you listen to on your drive to Texas? I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Oh, I was okay. listening to some some metal from a couple records that came out last year. Oh, yeah. So a band called Wake, who are. Um, if I get into the subgenres, you're just gonna look at me like crazy. Uh, they would be more towards death metal and black gaze. I don't know black gaze, but I do know death metal. So black gaze is kind of black metal meets shoe gaze. Is it black people playing metal? It can be. I feel like the name is very misleading. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Like, it black, black metal was like a Swedish thing, right? Like, like, like all the Norse people are very, very like dark and. Morose. Yeah, it's, it's more of like their intent and what they emote. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Wake just released an album that last year that was cool. I just used a song. I did that trailer, that horror, yeah. that horror trailer on my Instagram reel. Uh, it used a song by a band called Candy. Okay. Um, they're more, I guess, more metalcore, hardcore. Like, I guess if I had to, I like post metal. And and metalcore, so not to be confused with Post Malone, not to be confused with Post Malone. Uh, so yeah, post metal post metal is more uh, like it sometimes can go more instrumental. Okay, so stuff like uh, there's like one of the bands I listen to early in the morning if I want something kind of like epic to kind of wake me up. Uh, two bands, Year of No Light, who are from France, and Russian Circles, who are from Chicago. Lately, I've been waking up. I can't remember their name right now on the spot, but I've been waking up listening to like two white British grandpas literally slay rap. We were listening to them in the cabins, and I was just like, "Bro, y'all are just can I be your grandchild?" Like this, they're just they're just destroying it. Uh, and I don't know why. I'm just that, that's just been my 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 bop lately. While I'm running on my treadmill at like five thirty in the morning, I'm just listening to them. Just go to town. 
that's just my. I mean, I like I, I jump between metal and then I won't, I won't name the genre, but we'll just push a T. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and uh, and then I also, for some reason, even though I grew up in the South, I really like, uh, I really like the underground, uh, late '90s, early 2000s indie hip hop stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like. Uh, there was a label called Definitive Jux, who was run by LP, a member of uh, a member of Run the Jewels. Shout out Killer Mike. Shout out Killer Mike. Oh yeah, Killer Mike. That's that's a go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's got some Mike in their yeah, rotation. but uh, Aesop Rock, LP, Cage, these kind of uh, especially LP. LP is kind of my rapper spirit animal. <laughs> um, he Find like out if he likes barbecue, let's make him a plate. Oh no, he he he, they, he was on the show with uh, the Killer Mike show, and he ate barbecue when Killer Mike couldn't that's eat right, any. Yeah, that's right. When he was, yeah, and and hey, Netflix, can we can we get another season of yeah, that show? That was please? amazing. Show. Like that's like forget doing season two or three or whatever you guys are want to do it. Barbecue Sean, can we get another season of Killer Mike on there? Yeah, like it was, it was a badass show, and I just been waiting tentatively. I think that show. That show was uh, two years before, like, the real shit show of everything happened. Right, yeah, uh, it was ahead of its time. And I wonder if they're just afraid to put that back on the air. No, no, it should be. It should, it back should, it should be back on there. I got a, I got some change. Mike, if you're listening, Rut, if you can get this to Mike. Mike, if you're listening, I got some change. I got a crew. We'll film it. We'll put it out there. Uh, it needs to be made because it, it, I absolutely love that show. Um, but with, with LP he has this i call it dystopian paranoia okay <laughs> like he just got done smoking a bunch of blunts reading uh kurt vonnegut and watching blade runner and decided to make some beats and rap that's so like it's got this very futuristic tone and and uh <laughs> and uh lyricism to it so no i dig it i dig yeah. it no um well I mean, what are you listening to now when when you work besides besides the grandpas what are you what are you spending what are you spending when you get up to do barbecue when i get up to do barbecue i have a playlist that says uh that's cook vibes cook vibes and there's everything on there like some uh, lo-fi jazz lo-fi hip-hop i've got uh, i've got some pusher on there i've got some mic uh, i've got some uh uh old school amigos on there um got some um LL, like I go through it, just really depends, but it, it just takes me on a wave. It's like, like a, it's like a ten-hour playlist, but I'm I'm always just cruising through there. That's that's my thing. We need to let's make a note next episode. We're gonna take uh, submissions of people's music and let's make a this week in barbecue playlist. Pitmaster playlist. Well, no, what we need to do is in the links to this show, you put your vibe playlist, your right. cook playlist, and the playlist that you would play at a pop up. And I'll put the playlist I play at a pop up, and then my metal playlist. Okay, I'll do the. Yeah, we'll, do we'll, my, we'll, we'll share, share those. That. I'll do my I'll do my cook playlist because my cook playlist has it starts off with old school Timbaland, Missy Elliott and Aaliyah, you know, uh, and and I mean old school back when before Lee with uh, Magoo and Missy on there. So uh, here, hold on, I'll, I'll do I'll, that. I do have a barbecue hip hop playlist. So okay, here I'm gonna slide it over, and you just read off some songs and let me know what you think. All right, we've got numbers on the board. Push a T, I dig it. Grown up, nice, nice. Chum Earl sweatshirt. <laughs> Basic cable, nice. Aesop, Cage. Can't. I think everyone needs a little Michael Jackson, even though it's from uh, Dots. Okay, ZZ, Legend of a Snake. That I think that album was very what, like which, under the radar. Which for, album for J Cole? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, people like I love that first Jayco. There's some stuff that doesn't hold up on there. Uh, like there's some lyrics that don't fly, uh, but like I think there's no. a lot of early 2000s. There's some there's some Cage albums that I can't that I listen to. Is like oh yeah, this is this wouldn't be able to come out now. No, no. Yeah. The world the world's changed, man. But uh, before we head out of here, you have a residency that you're doing for like the next several weeks. Kind of. Yeah. I don't, I don't know whether they call it a residency or just a pop-up in a restaurant. When we talked, you were like, you're not going to do pop-ups anymore. That wasn't fully true. I just didn't want to do the pop-ups where you don't want to do the rotating. Yeah. The rotating and the, 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 where you have to set up everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted a space that I could work out of and have less set up and kind of focus more on food and trying to be peak quality. Yeah. Um, so I will be at a spot called Bolshe. It's mm-hmm. kind of in the Johns Creek, Alpharetta, Roswell, this kind of triangle of where they all kind of mm-hmm. converge uh, off of Holcomb Bridge Road in Atlanta. I'll be there every Saturday starting this week. So 114 through 2-4, so February 4th, every okay. Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm nervous. Nah, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. You'll smash. You'll smash. And we're going to make sure we have that link info and we'll push it through the socials and whatnot. And what, what do you what do you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything and then nothing, right? Yeah, see how it is. It's very nondescript. Very nondescript. I've got a lot of boring stuff going on. I got, I got a lot of the back of house admin stuff that we're trying to craft, you know. We'll give the, the people a little sneak preview. There, we're going to be... Um, Welcoming new shows, uh, new series to the This Week in Barbecue family. You know, we've got our Q&A series starting. And uh, I came, so you haven't heard it. I want your reaction, but I came up with a name for your show. Oh, God. (laughs) What do you got to say like that? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of All In with Brian? All In with Brian? All In with Brian. I play on your last name. That's not my last name, though. Hall in. It's, like, it's a play. Hall. Yeah, but, but everybody, everybody's... It's a play on. Yeah, but everybody's going to think hall in and all in, so... See, this is why I didn't want to tell you. I'm going to cancel the shirt orders. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, you didn't already order shirts, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. The only... Thank you. <laughs> We're coming up with that. That hey, is hey. the nicest. That's a god awful idea I've ever. Heard. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the problem, and like you wouldn't know this, but every time I say my name, everybody originally goes Hall H A L L, or they'll spell it Whole H O L E. So when you say Hole in, <laughs> it's gonna go. They're gonna hear Hall in like all in, or they're gonna spell it like well, it's the whole drum. You you. You come up with something. All right, I was trying. I was very proud of it. No, I, I no, it's better than anything I would come up with right now. We'll sort it, but yes, um, we do have that show coming, which is you sitting down with some very poignant and really cool pitmasters. We're not going to name names as yet. We'll save that for the debut. But we've got stuff like that rolling out. A lot more fun stuff. We've uh, got a lot of new sponsors coming that we're going to get to talk about and do some really great giveaways and fun stuff with and. I think we're going to give away some cash, too. We're going to sort that out. we got a fair amount of stuff happening that I'm, that I'm setting up to knock down. But right now, I am prepping really for the Festival of Flight, which is taking place in El Central California with the Blue Angels and the Navy. Really having fun with that. And we've got a lot of special projects. Well, what's, what's the date on that? March 11th. 
And you're like, oh, that's far out. I was like, no, no, no. No, when not. you're when you're prepping like that. When you're prepping that, that size, it is not far out at all. So that's really eating up a lot of the time and a lot of development and some other stuff. There's uh there's a lot of really cool fun stuff. I will say that it would have already aired, you know, because uh I, I'm putting I, I put out my the first installment of my twenty dollar series. It's called Twenty for Less. And it is a series where I go to local stores and I try to make dishes with only $20 and every single thing down to the salt. Because people, I put out a teaser and people were like, oh, yeah, that'd be easy. I said, it's a little different. Like, you have to remember, you can't use anything you already have at home. And I think that's what makes it different. I know it's what makes it different. Like, nothing I cook um, can be from, like, my house. I have to get it at the store. And that makes it drastically different. Yeah, I I, I saw the uh, clip where you were actually going and like, oh, I can't get a big onion. I got to get a small onion. You were hitting the uh, manager special section. I was. Yeah, you were hitting it. I, I don't know how you afforded to get shrimp in there. Brother, I'm this, but that's part of the that's right. part of the fun. Like uh, we've we've got some really good ones. We made some really banger recipes and they're all under 20 bucks. And I get creative, and I think it's a, a way to show people how to think of, through some of these problems and issues and, like, use these different techniques and understand applications. There's a clip in the trailer where I say, dang, I wish bacon was on sale. And I remember, like, it's not on sale, but I do know that this particular store allows you to do custom cuts. So I go over, and I'm like, can I get two slices Strips of bacon, of bacon. <laughs> and the guy goes man that's a really strict keto diet <laughs> or something like that and um yeah like i get i get creative and so far the response from just a trailer has been amazing i can't wait to hear the response from everyone who's watched it since it's live but you know times are hard right now times are going to get right only going to get a little bit more tougher for a bit and if i can show you a couple of ways that you don't have to go buy 40 top ramen to eat for the week that that dish in the first episode actually made six servings. Yeah, I, I I didn't see it in the trailer. And just by everybody's memes that have been releasing, I don't think you used any eggs in that recipe. In that, <laughs> no. You not. might not be using any eggs in any recipe. No, yeah. no, no, um, no, not not now. But uh, I'm, I've got I've got some things that I'm working on like that, and I think it'll be a good time. You know, trying to trying to make a little uh, impactful change over here. Uh, uh, one question for you before we go. Go for it, brother. Over the break, did you eat anywhere, like any barbecue joints or anything that were cool? Because I, I can, I want to go through some shout outs of some places I ate. Did I eat? Did we? Did we? I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a barbecue joint. Did you eat in any spot cool that you were you were happy with? I fed these guys a lot of wagyu and nice yeah. foods and stuff. Yeah, which I'm still waiting for the invite. Yeah. You're out of town. You're out of town. So I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I do, there is a good excuse this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think I didn't. I haven't really gone out to eat. Okay. Um, I haven't really gone out to eat anywhere. But there are things we're working on. There are things we're working we'll on. Be going spots. Yeah. Can't talk about that yet. Texas but. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if anybody listening has an in at Texas Roadhouse, tell them to drop us a line over at thisweekinbarbecue at gml.com, or you can just send us your questions uh, or send us nice, amazing packages like Matt did. But uh, no, I. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> so, uh, do you mind if I get through some? Okay, Brother, so, lay it uh, on me. Let's when I was it. in Charleston, uh, on my way up to Charleston, I stopped at Sweatman's, which is kind of a legendary joint. Got some 
pulled pork with a rib and some hash and rice and some coleslaw. Hmm. And the hash and rice was good enough that I bought a I bought a quart of hash and rice to take over to uh for Christmas dinner. Wow! So we served some hash and rice at Christmas dinner. Okay. Um, before I got out of town, I had to stop at Rodney Scott's and get some direct heat ribs. Did you see Sam? Uh, I did see Sam. Oh. Yeah, it was cool. He recognized me. So who can forget that? Beer? <laughs> he was like, he's like, are, are you? yeah. I was like, yeah. No, I, I was happy to go. I hadn't been I hadn't been to the OG Rodney Scott's in a long time. Yeah. Um. In Texas. Shout out to Brendan Lamb and the whole Hurtado crew. Yeah, when yeah. got a meal at Hurtado, got some brisket, sausage, and uh, and the Texas Twinkie. Can't go wrong with Texas Twinkie. True. Uh, did Cadillac barbecue, which was fantastic. Cool. Um, Redbird, of course, uh, got a chop beef, old school chop beef sandwich from Railhead. Okay. Uh, and then on my like had some goldies while I was there too. And then on my way back, I got to stop at kind of a bucket list spot that I've been wanting to stop at for a while. Archibald's in Tuscaloosa, which is a super old school joint. Like that's a direct heat pit where they just have a chimney and they open up some doors and they're, they got that little pitchfork attachment Mm -hmm. and they're flipping ribs. And so got some ribs and, and they were delicious. We may have to put Archibald's on the spot for that next thing we're doing, but, uh, Hell yeah, I enjoy it, man. That's I'm I'm so happy. It's good to have you back. It feels good to be back. We know this was a long one, but I promise you, it doesn't really get better. This is really we've kind of hit the peak here. Um, <laughs> but stay oh no, with it's us only going to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, we hope. Uh, stay, stay with us. There's a lot oh, of fun stuff coming. You had one story though. Of what? There's a, you, you didn't read your story. I probably it probably wasn't that great of a story. I suppose. <laughs> Well, now now we can't read it. Now we can. Uh, no, we'll roll it over to next. We'll next, roll it over next, next week. We'll roll right? over to next week. But uh, it's been great. It's good to have you back, buddy. I'm excited to see how well you smash and kill it for these next several weeks uh, while you're out there doing the pop-ups. Um, for all of you out there, thank you so much for rocking with us and hanging out with us. Please, if you could, give us a little uh, a little thumbs up. Give us a little five-star review or one-star review. If you don't get down how we get down, that means you're a Traeger fan. Um, just uh, let us know. We're all we're all up for it. But uh, as always, my name is Rashid Phillips, and this has been This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that introduces you to both the good, the bad, and everything between in the world of barbecue. Joining me is my amazingly bearded wonder co-host, Mr. Brian Hull. And we have missed you guys, and hopefully you'll tune in and join us next week. Be kind to one another. Oh, and if you're watching the YouTube video, drop a question for next week's show. We'd like to answer it. Yeah. Or we'll make fun of it and not answer it and roll it over to the next week. Whichever one. (laughs) Take care, everyone.